For me, the best characteristic that someone in e-commerce should have is to be able to say, I don't know about e-commerce. Why? Because basically, if you disconnected yourself more than one month, two months, then you're out of date. Welcome to the LS International Career Success Podcast. I'm Paula Saint Lopez, and today I am pleased to introduce you to Ronan Bardet. Ronan is an expert in the retail digital transformation industry, and with over 15 years of experience in the field, he specialized in connecting top retailers to digital commerce tech solutions. His passion to create and develop new businesses led him to found the e-commerce community Club e-commerce, as well as his own digital transformation consultancy. And we are lucky enough to have him here today to share the five must-haves when setting up your own D2C store. Welcome, Ronan. Thank you for having me here. Yes, it's a pleasure to have you. And I'm very interested to get your feedback and your advice, because I think that the topic that we have in hand today is quite a hot topic. So I wanted to, first of all, start with the basics, especially why do you think that brands are going direct to consumer now? And after this crazy year that we've had 2020, how do you think that the consumer expectations have changed? Of course, it is not a new thing. Eh? The brand are definitely considering the D2C channel for many years now. But due to the new situation, the new reality of the COVID situation, of course, now it's not even a question of should we go or shouldn't we go? It's a do or die question. So, of course, when uh, uh, during some months, all the, the shops, all your resellers, all your partners are closed due to the pandemic, you don't have any choice to take over the control of your sales channel and, of course, to directly sell to your final customer. Mm -hmm. Okay, because do you think that there's like a, a specific time in terms of the maturity of the brand that you would recommend setting up a D2C channel? When is it too early or too late? What can you recommend in that sense? Well, of course, here there is many, many different cases. No, it depends on many, uh, many criteria. If you are a brand which sells uh, depends on the 99% of your resellers, then of course you have a lot of pressure when you open your D2C channel because at the end of the day you're making your, the competition of your partners. You know, so mm -hmm. in terms of strategy, you can't just take this decision like lightly. You have to really, really try to integrate this strategy, thinking of your own goods, but also to the fact that uh, you can't, without uh, negotiate with your partners, uh, decide to uh, shift yourself from a channel to another. And of course, many, many brands at the moment don't have a sufficient, uh, let's say, uh, percentage of sales in the, the direct channel to put all their effort in this channel without considering what really brings the money in the company. I don't know if there is a moment where uh, they should or shouldn't, but of course, each situation uh, should be really uh, analyzed well due to the external situation like COVID, as mm -hmm. I said previously, but of course, due to the, the real numbers and the real situation that they have in terms of sales. And that's uh, for sure uh, the, the most important things to do. Okay, okay. Because if, uh, let's say, a brand, a company, a marketing manager and the team decides to launch that brand D2C and build a D2C store, uh, what would you say are the five or six or what are the must-haves that you would say to set up a successful store online? Well, you, you have said something very, very interesting because this is one of the points that uh, usually is the biggest mistake uh, from the brand. The first thing I would say would be to make sure 
that they have the internal expertise of digital slash e-commerce in-house. Most of the brands, when they decide to open their channel, they say, okay, we don't have an e-commerce director because we never needed it. So um, which department should we use to launch the activity? And then they decide most of the time to give it to marketing. But marketing are are no experts at all in D2C sales, not experts at all in e-commerce. And most of the time, this is not the right way to do it. So the first thing, the most important thing, of course, before to launch your D2C activity is to make sure that you contract and you build a team with experts in at least digital slash e-commerce experience. Okay, because obviously there's a lot that goes into building a D2C store, just the same as in a physical store. So obviously there's not just kind of the setting up the first stages. Uh, Would you mention that you need a very capable team to build the technical expertise in order to do that? But then there's also kind of the supply chain aspect of it as well. Um, Because when you have the consumer going into the store and picking up the product itself, then it's very easy. But when you need to bring it to their house and deliver it, that's an added uh, difficulty that probably companies companies need to face as well. Would you give any advice on that? Exactly. Uh, the brands have to make a shift between a B2B logistic uh, to a B2C logistic, which is totally different. I mean, my advice would be that they should think about how can I uh, use my own process and technology that I already have and adding new technologies and new process, combine all those assets together to be able to give the best B2C experience for my final customers. The idea is not to uh, create an activity which is totally totally disconnected from the, uh, let's say, original activity and, and supply chain, but to integrate this new activity in the actual systems and technologies and process and to be able to have, let's say, a, a synchronized process with all those aspects. Because if you start thinking of the D2C activity as, like, let's say, a an external activity, not connected with with what you have already, then it's the best way to create some problems of stock synchronization, delay on on the delivery. The final customers do not like this kind of, uh, of issues. Yeah, we want everything and we want it now. Um, So I definitely understand the challenge there. Because as well, something that you mentioned, how can companies have the right balance between a physical store and a D2C store? Because obviously the trend is to go into the online space, but you cannot forget that in the end, it is important to have a presence on the real world from that perspective. Would you give any advice on what is the right balance or how companies should approach having a a physical store and an, an online store as well? Of course, you know, again, those brands and retailers who have the, uh, uh, let's say, the assets to already have some physical contact with the consumers, of course, they have to leverage these assets and, and use it to bring a better experience to the final customers. We are talking in this case about the concept of unified commerce. So that means mm-hmm. that okay. uh, you don't especially push one channel in front of one over. You don't consider it that... Uh, you have one activity online and one activity offline, you really consider your selling activity because you are selling as a whole and as a complete and integrated experience for the final customer. So it's not about, okay, what percentage of sales online or offline or how can I uh, treat those different channels, but really to try to integrate those channels in the same strategy. So we're talking about unified commerce. This uh, concept of unified commerce 
has evolved with the time. You know, uh, we started with cross-channel activity, omni-channel activity, customer-centric activity, and now the new concept is a is a unified corner. So this is a mm-hmm. something that you should apply on your strategy. Okay. Imagine that you finally get through all of these hoops. Imagine that you have the right team and e-commerce team in place. Imagine that you build the right unified e-commerce strategy and the supply chain system to deliver the product to the house of the customer. And then how do you make sure that the D2C channel you've built keeps running optimized, keeps up to date? Is there any key indicators that you would like to mention to be good to keep in mind in order to make that happen? Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I think there is a lot of KPIs that are uh, totally common between the offline or online world to measure uh, the satisfaction uh, level of the final customers. But if there is one KPI which is very important, especially in the online, of course, where you are launching an e-commerce business, is the CAC, meaning that the cost of acquisition of your customer, the idea of any business is to be profitable. And you know that. To get customers online, you're spending a lot of money in all the digital channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, for instance, and you have to be very, very precise at the moment to measure what costs you to get this customer. Another KPI in the same matter would be to calculate the lifetime value of the customer. Okay, so let's say that I'm able to spend this amount of money to get my customer and this take a lot of my margin, but at the end of the day, it's not a problem if I know that this customer will repeat the purchase X time during the year. So this is also a very, very important matrix to make sure that your activity is actually profitable online. And in this case, those KPIs are very different from the offline world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because um, one last question, I'm particularly interested in this one, because of course, as you know, I work with people in e-commerce all the time. I'm a headhunter and I work with uh, leaders in this space. So I wanted to ask you, what's your take on what is the future e-commerce leader going to look like? What is he going to need or she going to need to be successful? For me, the best characteristic that someone in e-commerce should have is to be able to say, I don't know about e-commerce. Okay. (laughs) Why? Because basically, if you disconnected yourself more than one month, two months, then you're out of date. The velocity in which this sector is evolving is amazing. It's totally incredible. And every week, there are new technologies, retail tech, martech, e-commerce tech, ad tech, that can help you to improve your activity and to, uh, well, improve your KPIs and to have a better online or, let's say, unified commerce activity. Mm -hmm. So this is, for me, the the most important thing, not to be sure, okay, I've been working in e-commerce for 17 years now. I know. No, you don't know. Because if you don't keep this curiosity to test, test, inform yourself, be able to benchmark all the technologies that can help you to evolve and transform your activity, then you're not a good e-commerce manager or e-commerce director. I like that. I like that. Being smart is really being aware as well of what you don't know more than what you actually do know. So exactly. I, I I like that idea. And on that note, thank you so much, Ronan, for your advice, for your questions, for your insights. I think it's very interesting. And, and I think you address several points that in 2021 will definitely be on everybody's mind. So thank you so much for that advice. It's A pleasure much. having you in the podcast. Pleasure.